So I'm going to be carrying on our series, uh, New Covenant Lens, understanding that everything that Jesus did for his life, his death, his resurrection, has done everything necessary for us to be in right relationship with God. And this series was really just expressed in the worship that we've just had, that we've been singing about it. And I'm going to be looking at a verse of Galatians 2.20 that says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I remember that verse because Brian uh, in Navigators, where I went to study in Leicester, used to say things like this, make sure you memorize the Bible because you never know in persecution you might find yourself in a prison without a Bible. And I remember as a 21-year-old being really stirred by both his passion for Christ, his passion for the Word of God, and also his expectation that nothing could stop him deep, digging deep into God. And I remember starting to memorize verses, and that was the second verse I ever memorized. So I want to ask you, what's the story you tell about your life? What's the story you tell about your identity? What's the story you tell about your capacity in God? What's the story you tell about your future or your destiny? Is the story that you tell yourself the same story that God says about you? Is it the same story that Galatians 2.20 tells about you? What's the story you tell yourself about what God wants to say to you and what God thinks about you? Is your story that's going around your head rooted in the gospel of the Lord Jesus? Is the story you tell yourself rooted in good news? And probably Galatians 2.20 must be up there as one of the greatest statements of the gospel of what God has achieved through the Lord Jesus Christ and how we're to live our life one day at a time with Hallelujah. him. So what I want to do is unpack it phrase by phrase. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. And so we can get so familiar with the gospel and maybe you've never heard the gospel this morning. Let me say you can have a brand new life that starts today. I think there's no better way to kick off 2024 than getting a brand new life of being connected to God and walking with him. The person I was is dead. Hallelujah. If you're a believer here this morning, the person you were is dead. In other words, when you came to Christ, that sin based bias in your heart was cut away through being co-crucified with Christ. It's not that you went on a cross when you became a Christian. It's that when Christ died, you died. And when you became a believer through the gift of faith, you connected to the reality of your co-crucifixion with Christ that means that sin-based bias was cut away. What is that bias? It's that old, unbelieving, rebellious, unresponsive 
sin-loving person that every person was, was cut away in Christ. That's the part that no longer lives. But you're still you. You're still your unique you. You're still free to be you, your personality, your temperament. You're free to dream. We're not saying that we were co-crucified with Christ and then we all become identical and exactly the same. No. It's that part of us that didn't want to be with God. It was that part of us that was hostile to God. It was that part of us that wasn't teachable, trainable, malleable. That was all cut away through Christ. Something decisive happened through the cross of Christ. I am severed from my old sin nature. The power of sin is broken. And you, you can look at the series and understand that what we're not saying here is it's now impossible to sin. Clearly, uh, John 1 says if anyone sins, they, you know, we mustn't deny the fact that at times we can. We're not talking about a kind of perfectionism. The moment you came to Christ, you never, ever, ever in thought, word and deed ever did anything again. Rather, we're no longer captives or slaves to sin. We're now free. It was like before we were like marionettes and sin was the puppet master and it could pull our body anywhere it went and we would sin through our eyes and through our intentions, through our hands. And it's like in Christ we get that marionette gets cut away so now we're free to choose. We're free to choose to follow God. In Christ we die to a whole way of life. It's gone. So in 2024, you don't need to be preoccupied with your old self. You don't need to be preoccupied with fixing up the old man, as the Bible says. That's gone. That's been co-crucified. That's been buried. You're now resurrected to brand new life, which is union with Christ. Yeah? And so, yeah, we, we're learning to believe more. We're being transformed by the renewing of our mind. As we behold his glory, we're trained, changed from one degree of glory to another. But our essential nature is righteous. Amen. The essential you is holy. Amen. The Bible is written to the saints of Ephesus, mm. to the saints of Galatia. Mm. It's written to the holy ones. You are prone to do what is right. Mm. If you have a bias now, it's towards right things rather than bad things. And then he goes on to say, Christ lives in me. I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But I've got this new life in this old body. God made the believer alive to walk in newness of life. Christ is in you. Christ is in you. Colossians will say the hope of glory is in you. Hallelujah. Creator of the universe. Amen. The very word of God. The one who spoke and created the universe, the cosmos. The one who is sustaining the whole world right now. And every atom in your body lives in you by the spirit of Christ. Amen. Christ is in you doesn't get over familiar with these glorious realities. Mm. Christ is in you. And so we're 
The old has gone, the new has come, so we can walk in a life that is centred upon being preoccupied with Christ. Hallelujah. So so many believers spend the whole of their life preoccupied with fixing up the old man, trying to improve themselves, trying to do better, trying to somehow press into being closer to God through their behaviour. And Paul says, actually, no, Christ is in you. How close can he get? How close can Christ get to you? He's living in you. And sometimes we might have a a resolution for 2024. It might be, my resolution is to be closer to God. Well, let me suggest that he can't get any closer to you. Mm. You are not trying to get to him. He just wants you to be conscious that he is now in your life. He's not in your life as a theory. Yeah, Christ is in me. But it's just a theory of Christ being in us. It's an amazing treasure and an internal reality. That's what it means for Christ to be in us. It's not just we're saying, yeah, I'm just forgiven. Just forgiven. When I die, I know where I'm going. No, no. Christ is in you. Christ is in you. This amazing treasure of the very fullness of God has taken up residence into the believer's heart. That's extremely amazing. And so our preoccupation then is, I want to get to know Christ who's in me. I want to get to know this Jesus who's taken up residence by the Spirit. And so when we sang, I'm never going back, we're singing in a sense, I want to abide. Yes. I want to abide. I want to walk with him. I want to walk by the Spirit. I want to put on Christ every day, as it were. Not that he's taken off, but there's a sense of being reminded of walking in a new way. I want to behold him. I want to look upon him. And as we do that, new desires begin to get formed. In this abiding relationship, new desires begin to get formed. His desires start to rule. So our only preoccupation then is Christ who is in us. And as we walk with him, we become these free human beings that we were always designed to be. As we see him, we increasingly look like him and our life begins to display Christ. Christ is in us. This is a wonderful thing to remember, especially when we feel any kind of emotion of, I feel lost and alone. I'm not saying those aren't real emotions that we can feel, but one of the ways that we can uh, move through a sense of aloneness or a sense of I'm lost is being preoccupied with Christ who is in us and with us and to abide and to remain and to draw on him. It's a reality to embrace whenever we feel inadequate and unqualified. And sometimes we say that in the church. We might say in 2024, we want to reach our friends and neighbours with the gospel, with the good news. We want to reach out and show them Christ. And we might think, I'm inadequate and unqualified for that. Well, when we feel inadequate and unqualified for anything in extending the kingdom, we remind ourselves of Christ is in me. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. 
Anybody at home there? Gary was taking off his coat. And uh, that's what happened there. It wasn't, it wasn't a special effect. And, uh, it's gonna it could be edited. It could be edited. We'll edit that bit out. They said drink to this last night. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, we can be preoccupied. Hallelujah. We can be preoccupied with our inadequacies yeah. and we can be preoccupied with the areas where we feel underqualified, but can we say to ourselves, actually I need to be preoccupied with Christ who is within me. Amen. And so when we meet people, it's not so much getting all the words right and saying the right thing, mm. it's being reminded as we interact with people that Christ is in us. Hallelujah. The, the glorious one is within us. Amen. What would it like if he got out of us? Mm. The life I now live in the body is the next phrase. Mm. And so this body, one day will be a glorious resurrected body and this lowly body will look like his glorious body. That's the promise of the gospel. Mm. That's what's coming. And yet this new life, this Christ in me, this new nature, this, this new union, this intimacy is all happening spirit to spirit in me now, Amen. in this old body. Amen. That Paul says is like a, a seed that one day is going to be planted and what it will be, we can hardly even imagine, but it's going to look glorious like his body, like a tent. But right now, this reality, this kingdom reality, this heaven reality is inside this body. And whereas this body was ruled by sin and will just do it, sin's beck and command, now there's a new power at work in this old body that has a brand new master, Amen. the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And so it means that as I walk through life, as you walk through life, as you do life in London <coughs> in 2024, you no longer have to be a slave to the world's value system. Mm. You no longer have to live echoing and just mirroring mm. and being conformed to London 2024. Amen. Because you're a brand new creature on planet Earth. Hallelujah. You're a new being. Amen. Where you go, heaven goes. Yes. This life I live in the body. Where you go, heaven goes. Hallelujah. Where you go, Christ goes. Where what you do in the body, Christ goes with you in the body. Consequently, we are set free in Christ to display Jesus mm. through our ordinary everyday life. Amen. That's how 2024 becomes an amazing possibility. Mm. Our interactions, yes. our work, our commute, our family, our mm. shopping, mm. everything we do, our hobbies, everything we do can glorify Christ. Hallelujah. Christ in you, living in you, in this life in the body means limitless potential. Limitless potential. Your shadow could heal the sick. Paul was just doing his job, making tents, wiping the sweat off his brow. People began to, I don't know how they experimented with that, saw the the thing he may have wrapped around himself and thought, oh, well, that's been on Paul and he sweated on that. I'll take that and it healed the sick. 
Peter's walking along and that guy gets healed by his shadow. Why? Because it's Christ in us. Limitless potential. You walk in the bus. Someone gets set free. Someone's depression gets lifted. Someone gets hope. Someone's cancer disappears. Because you're doing your life, you're walking your life in the body. But Christ in you. Walk in the hospital, you can't pray for people necessarily. Maybe you're not allowed to. In the classroom, you can't preach Christ. You can love people. Maybe in your office, in your workplace, you can't say a lot. But Christ is in you. Touching the desk. Next person touches the desk, maybe they get healed. Mm. Guy I heard of through, through somebody used to pray for all the cars every morning that they would work in. I don't know whether it was a, a kind of like a car rental place. Just used to pray for them. Mm. And these cars never broke down. Or they got fixed, laid on hands, praying for them. Heard about one guy who ran out of money and couldn't fill up his car with petrol, just prayed in tongues. And his car ran on tongues. <laughs> used to pray for washing machines. One got prayed for, got fixed, and then and then they plugged it in. <laughs> Christ in us. Mm. We prayed for our fridge freezer that broke June 2016. A guy said it'll only work for nine days. We thought, oh, we heard about Graham Cook prayed for things, and it's uh, still working. <laughs> Whatever is that? Eight years this year. Don't even know how it's running. It's meant. To, he fixed it. It broke. He says I can't fix it. It's probably twenty years old. Right? Yeah, it's twenty years. Just keeps going. Christ in us. Limitless possibilities. Hallelujah. What possibilities surround your daily life? So true. So true. be the aroma, to be the fragrance of Christ, abiding, walking, fruit growing on the vine of love, joy, peace, his solutions overflowing, sometimes just through your attitudes, just through your ethos and just through your values. The enemy doesn't want us to realise our potential and he will do anything to keep us preoccupied on the old man. Got to try better. Got to do better, got to improve. He doesn't want us to realise the old is gone and the new has come. And we have unlimited potential. How does this unlimited potential get unleashed? How does it get activated? How does it overflow? The next verse tells us, I live by faith in the Son of God. It's not just faith for the forgiveness of sins, but a faith, a trust, and a believing in everyday life is how the life we have in the body gets activated, manifest, and begins to overflow. The kingdom begins by advancing inside of us, and then it grows and wants to manifest through us, and all of that is sustained by an intimate relationship with the God who loves us. And so... All spiritual practices 
Whatever that looks like for you, it might be, it might be silence. It might be meditating on scripture. It might be thinking I'm going to read the Bible this year and a year. It means it, it might mean I'm walking through the country. And I'm going to be with God. It means it might mean prayer. It might mean worship. Every single spiritual practice is designed to make us aware of spiritual reality that already exists. So spiritual things that we do are not to get us somewhere, but to remind us that we already are somewhere and I need to live consciously aware of what is already possible and true through Christ. Mm -hmm. And when we're aware, consciously aware, and we then say, I want to live consciously aware of Christ in me and I want to give my life to loving service of people. And awareness leads to connection that draws upon his power, his ability and his strength and his resources. And so if we try to do things for God that's only possible with God, that's when we get exhausted and see so little fruit of God. Because God said it's impossible for you to bear this kind of fruit on your own. You do it by remaining, by abiding and remaining in love. And so deep trust and faith and believing leads to a sense of rest. <coughs> it leads to a life where you can say this life in the body has got limitless potential and I don't have to be the big one in it. I just need to live as the dependent one who is aware of the one who lives inside of me. And as I live aware of him, I can be the small one who draws on his capacity and his power and his help wherever I go and whatever I do can be a God opportunity, even if I'm not aware of it when it happens. Amen. Who knows what our life is doing? We don't Amen. always know everything. Amen. And land with this, who loved me and gave himself for me. We sang that song and Rochelle encouraged us to say, I'm never going back. Yeah. I'm never going back to a kind of rule-based, legalistic, mm. disconnected life from God. That I'm, I want to give everything over to this Lord Jesus. In other words, I want to surrender. And it's impossible to really take a leap of faith unless you're fully convinced that he loves you. It, you can't risk everything on the basis of, well, I'm not quite sure if he loves me or not. But Paul says he loved me. Amen. I can fall back into his arms because he loves me. Mm. And Paul says, and he gave himself for me. Hallelujah. That love looks like something. Mm. That he demonstrated his unconditional love by giving himself for you, this is personal. He loved me. He gave himself for me. His love looks like something. His love looks like Gethsemane. His love looks like the Son of God sweating blood in the garden. His love looks like facing the horrors of Calvary and saying to the Father, is there any way that I can give myself without giving myself to the cross? And coming to the conclusion, not my will be done, but yours, Father, and embrace the cross in scorning its shame for the joy that was set before him, which is you. 
connected to him. He gave himself for me. He gave himself for you. Unconditional love giving himself. He put it into action while we were still sinners. So he gave himself when we were at our absolute worst condition. When we were hard-hearted, rebellious and hostile, disinterested, unteachable, unmalleable. He gave himself when we were at our absolute worst so that we might be reconciled and reconnected to him. And when we trust the intensity of his love, when we see the reality of his love, we are enabled to willingly and wholeheartedly entrust the whole of our lives to him. And sometimes that's the journey. And we sang about that. He sees our heart. And so sometimes we're faced with, can I wholeheartedly trust him? I'm so fearful. <coughs> Do you know the most looked up Bible verse of 2023 in the UAP Bible was fear not. And sometimes it's a process to overcome fear. Sometimes it's a process to overcome, I can't trust you, I'm full of doubt. That's okay, go on a journey. Say, I'm willing to be made willing to wholeheartedly surrender my life. To wholeheartedly embrace the reality and the truth of this verse, you loved me and gave yourself for me. So as we land, four things that knowing we are loved will do. Knowing you are loved will enable you to enjoy a healthy connection to God. Knowing you are loved will enable you to enjoy a healthy connection mm. to God. Where every morning you're not trying to get in, you're recognising the one who's already in you. Knowing you are loved enables us to rightly discern his voice. If you always believe that God is nitpicking, correcting and telling you what you need to change, you're not hearing his voice as much as you think you're hearing his voice. The Holy Spirit will point out areas of repentance. He will tell us where we need to change our mind, but that is not the place we need to spend most of our life. Most of our life needs to be spent on, I am loved, I am adopted, I am his child. He loves me unconditionally. He is well pleased with me. Through Jesus, I'm worthy to receive all of God's blessings. Thirdly, knowing you are loved will produce emotional and spiritual health. Not easy to be emotionally healthy if you always think that God's nitpicking. And knowing you are loved will be the catalyst to overflow love to a world that absolutely needs to know that God so loved them and gave himself for them. What we're going to do to finish is this. If you need healing, do you want to wave your hands? If you need healing, if you need healing, so look around. This, this is what we're going to do. We are not going to pray for the sick. <laughs> we're not praying for the sick. Jesus never said, go pray for the sick. He said, heal the sick. Sometimes, seriously, folks, don't want to be rude. I've been here 13 years, and when, I, when we say this, we set people off, and we just hear people, 
earnestly praying, with their eyes closed, trying to make something happen. You don't have to make anything happen. Christ is in you. All right? So, if you're going to stand, if you, if you are sick, stand and go and go. I was about to say pray for them. Go and just lay your hands on them and don't say a word. Don't say anything. Just go and put your hand on them and recognize that Christ is in you. Christ is in you. The glorious God who has all authority in heaven and on earth is in you. All authority is inside of you. And as you lay hands on the sick, we are believing by faith that the authority of the risen Christ who conquered Satan's sin and sickness is touching the life of the person that you're just laying your hand on right now. And now in recognition and awareness of the one who's in you, command the sickness to go in the name of Jesus. All authority is in you. You have all authority over any form of spiritual darkness because Christ is in you. Now declare, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. And if you can, begin to try out what it might be. You might now know that God has touched the area. Maybe it's physical, but you can tell that it's been healed. You've got to have a lot more fun. I was in a conference once, and the guy said, don't pray, just ask God for a way of expressing. And we did things like pretending we were doing rain on them, the raining of the healing of God, or laughing at sickness. Laughing because God laughs at what the enemy is saying and what the enemy is planning. It doesn't have to be a certain formula. It can be many expressions, but ultimately it's all about this. The healer is in you. Christ, the one who has all authority, is in you. So Holy Spirit, we invite you in 2021, 2021, <laughs> just, just, just glitching a little, <laughs> buffering. I don't know if you've ever felt this after the pandemic, you can't remember what year you are, or something that you thought was last year was actually six years ago. Has that happened to anybody? Thinking, yeah, last year. No, 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 that was five years ago. What? <laughs> sort of glitch. Holy Spirit, in this new year, convince us of what you say about us. Convince us about our identity in Christ. Convince us about the capacity that we have. This year, meditate on the realities of Christ within you. Just, I'm going to abide, I'm going to remain, I'm going to walk, it's going to overflow, 
It's going to touch lives. It's going to bring life. It's going to bring healing. The kingdom isn't something I do for God. It's something he does in me, then through me. Convince us of the realities of these things. In your name, Jesus. I've been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If you're not a Christian this morning, you don't know the Lord Jesus, Maybe that's all you need to know is that he loves you and that he gave himself for you. And he's saying to you, come home. Come and be son and a daughter. Come and enjoy the benefits of being forgiven and in right relationship with me. And maybe all you need to say in your heart is, yes, Lord Jesus. I would like to follow you and I would like to walk with you and that I would like to say this morning, I'm never going back and 2024 is going to be a year of walking with you. Amen. Amen.